Grain to Glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. This is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Darn right. We got the best moms. Ma! They support us in none of the things, I mean, all the things that we do. That's right. None, I'm, I mean all. All. Just yeah. every single one. They support us. Yep. They love us. They take care of us. Yes. None of this is false. Not even a little <laughs> bit. All right. I think we're good. All you right, good? man. I think so. I think so. I mean, I'm just, I'm dicking around with soundboard stuff. I don't know why. I feel like you my gain's bastard. Really high, and I don't, and I don't like it. There we go. Maybe that'll help. You bastard. Well, I know. It's, uh, it's been Fix a week. Fix your gain. You got to get your gains anyway. You get your gain on, boy. <laughs> get it on. Got to get on. Get that gain. All right. This is the first time we're recording in the new year. I think this yeah. is our fourth episode of the new year, but this is the first time we're recording in the new You're year. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy belated New Year, everyone. Yeah. No, or remember that last month when it became a new year? Yeah, remember that? <laughs> that was pretty neat. I don't know. It's been a pretty good New Year so far. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, can't complain. I haven't had anything real. I mean, like 2017 in the world was like the year of sexual assault. So hopefully we can just get move past, past no more that. sexual assault. And then maybe this delightful. will be like the year of everyone getting along. Yeah. That'd be nice. I can be hopeful, right? Yeah. So have you done anything beer related lately? Beer related? Mm, no, not really. Well, the the weekend or the week that this episode comes out is right after Central Waters. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so we will have done that. Yep, and that will have been awesome. We'll yeah. we'll tell you how it actually was in probably three weeks. Yeah, or four weeks. I'm not entirely sure how this recording schedule is going to go. Yeah, we'll right. talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. You guys will hear about it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it greatly. It's Me such too. a cool time. Yeah. Um, but no, we did go to Hop and Barrel. We did, we did, and that was cool. They had some real good beers yeah. and like a nice atmosphere in there. Yeah, so Hop and Barrel is a new brewery in Hudson, Wisconsin, uh, kind of mm-hmm. near us, uh, run by uh, some friends of the show, um, and so we spent some time there. We're actually hoping to get them on Homebrew Bound in the near future. Uh, I've been trying to work out a schedule schedule thing with uh, with Brian, uh, the head brewer there, um, or is he the head? Well, yeah, the one of the brewers there. And Brian um, came from American Sky. Came from American Sky. Which, if you guys went, are from the area, might know. Yep. Yeah, and he's he's worked at brewery. a few other breweries too. Yeah. Uh, but their biggest thing is they want to do uh, beer education. They also oh, cool. want to like you know they want to hold classes and stuff like that. And I like that's kind of something that we're we're about too. We're about yeah. beer education. And um, I brought up to them while they were on the show that I've want, been wanting to do a an off uh, an off flavor show. Sure. Uh, with the BNS staff, so they are better at picking up off or no, like kind of knowing what what are the bad flavors in beer. Yeah. So like when we're tasting a show a beer on DOO, we can actually have a an educated conversation about it. Yeah. So that's that's something that's in the works right now that I'm really excited about. That's that sounds super cool. When you t- when you talked about like us educating people about beer. It just kind of struck me weird when my brain went like, technically, we're educators. <laughs> well, unless you listen to that Twitter dude. 
<laughs> I love him. He was man. such a dick. It was great. Fuck you, man. I know things about beer. That's like, you sound like a fat John Goodman. So I don't think I do. That's how, that's like the main thing that I was like. I'm. That's definitely a troll. Because mm-hmm. like it's not accurate. I I wish I sound like. John Goodman. I'm not trying to say I don't like just yeah. because I wouldn't like it. I wish I did. He's right. awesome. I wish you did too. I wouldn't have to have your voice thrown in my exactly. all the time. But <laughs> all right, yeah. let's let's talk about that. Well, um, yeah, I, are we done talking about things that we've done? I, I guess I haven't really done anything. We haven't really realize. done a lot. We did the hop and did barrel. Thing oh, and... I did my uh, my 16 below brew. Yeah, that was yeah. that was fun. Cold. Yeah, I had to, like, I literally had to go out there with a propane pe- tank and, like, shake it and hug it, like, in order to get more than a, a flickering flame to come out of the burner. It might be, like, oh, God forbid we have that happen again this winter. No, then like, I'm calling it on kind of, kind of weather. But what might be not a bad idea is if we're going to do that to bring a propane tank inside the night before. So I don't know if it'll warm. help too much. It should help. I mean, it won't be cold. Yeah, but as the gas escapes, it gets cold. Yeah, but it would it would at least already be warm. True. I think it would help. Yeah, it would probably help. I don't know if it would f- solve all of the issue, but it would probably definitely help. help. Yeah, yeah, but no, yeah. So that was that was fun. Got that done. <laughs> um, didn't brew this past weekend, uh, just because I didn't have the brew belt and I didn't want to. Yeah. Well. You got you found an excuse and it worked. It did. It was a great excuse. I uh, I cleaned and drank instead. It was it was yeah. delightful. That's a, that's sometimes necessary. Though. Yeah, take yeah. a break. All right, let's dive into beer because we <coughs> let's have do it. beer and I want beer. So I want beer. Uh, we're gonna be talking about our winter seasonal ale. Um, just uh, yeah, uh, which is style 30C of the BJCP guidelines. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys a quick rundown of our recipe just so you remember. Uh, we did, we kind of did, went for a, it was like an English amber style ale. Right. So uh, we did 10 pounds of Maris otter, one pound of UK amber malt, one pound of crystal 20, and then a pound of molasses. Molasses. Yep. Uh, we also added a gram of nutmeg and a gram of cinnamon. Nutmeg. Uh, that was all. Yep. Uh, and then uh, the molasses was added in the boil with the nutmeg and cinnamon. Um, and then we did uh, two ounces of fuggle hops at 60 minutes, and that's it. And then we fermented with London ale yeast uh, from Y-Yeast. That's Y-Yeast 1028 uh, for an OG of 1070 and a final gravity um, about a like 10.15, so this is like a 7%, uh, with 29 IBUs, uh, 15 SRM, but yeah, that, I mean, it seems a little dark for 15, well, no, there it is, okay. I don't know, it might be a little dark, but either way, yeah, it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so yeah, that's kind of <clears throat> what we, we have there, so what we're looking for, uh, for winter seasonal... Uh, a, the overall impression is a stronger, darker, spiced beer that often has a rich body and warming finish, suggesting a good accompaniment for a cold winter season. So pretty good for right now. Yeah, we're actually in the right season for this. Uh, the aroma that we should be looking for is a wide range of aromatics possible. Many examples are reminiscent of Christmas cookies, gingerbread, English-type Christmas pudding, evergreen trees, or mulling spices. Basically, anything that could remind you of Christmas that you should eat or drink can be 
what this is, basically. Um, base beer style often has a multi profile. I th- believe we went with pretty much an amber, pretty close yep. to that for our base beer. Um, and should support the aromatics from spices and possibly other special ingredients. So additional fermentables such as honey, molasses, maple syrup, uh, may lend their own unique aromatics. Hop aromatics are often absent, subdued, or slightly spicy. Some fruit character, often dried citrus peel or dried fruit such as raisins or plums, is optional but acceptable. Alcohol aromatics may be found in some examples, but this character should be restrained. The overall aroma should be balanced and harmonious and is often fairly complex and inviting. Uh, yeah, I smell molasses, a little bit of cinnamon. Yeah. Trying to um, get a little fresh pour in yeah. here. With the, uh, with the malts, it smells... Uh, trying to think of the cookie type. Uh, like <gasps> like a little, little snickerdoodly. Yeah. Um, but not, not quite... It's like a darker Christmas, like a molasses cookie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I'm getting that. It kind of smells like a molasses cookie. Mm-hmm. Like one of those brown cookies that are delicious. Yeah. I love those but things. You could, that you sit down, and like you get a tin of molasses cookies, and you're like, well, I'm going to have one. Hundred? Yeah. I did not have any Christmas cookies this season because I obeyed my diet. I didn't have any either, but I did not like, obey my diet. <laughs> I I did very well. Um, I when I went to Lindsay's parents, they made like this bread egg bake that I had a piece of, so I wouldn't offend anyone by being like, "No, I'm just gonna have this food I brought." So, other than that, I did really well. But I wish I would have had Christmas cookies. Dude, Christmas cookies are the best cookie. But now I can in this beer. And I I like I exclude carbs in beer from my diet. Yeah, those those carbs don't count. <clears throat> I don't count. Those them. are free carbs. So now I can have a Christmas, Christmas cookie beer. Cookie. And I there's something I don't know. I think I'm picking up a little fruitiness. I don't know if it's gotta... just the sweetness. No, I definitely get like a glass here for me. I definitely get like if I swirl it, if I let it sit, it goes away. Eh, not not all the way, but I get like a plum. I think hmm. it could be from the spices and the. I sweetness. get a little bit of toffee, like in the smaller glass here. Oh oh, there's the fruit. There's the yeah. fruit. If you swirl it up nice and then get in there. Yeah, that's a that's a dark stone fruit for yeah. sure. Yeah, like a plum or something. It smells kind of like a candied plum. Yeah, actually. candied plum. It's just about perfect for that descriptor. Yeah, it smells wonderful. Like a little fruit cakey. Yeah. So what I mostly get, like if I swirl it, is candied plum and molasses. All right. Uh, so aroma. I think oh, this yeah. is a it yay. It smells like Christmas. This is a yay. All right. Appearance. Generally medium amber to very dark brown. Darker versions are more common, usually clear, although darker versions may be virtually opaque. Some chill haze is acceptable. Generally has a well-formed head that is off uh, white to tan. So we get like an off-white head. Yeah. Uh, dissipating a little quickly. Not sure if that's the spices or how young this beer is. Right. This beer is fairly young and it's been cold, so... Yeah, so this this beer we decided is slightly undercarbed. 
Yeah, it's it's going to carb up a little bit right. uh, with age. I don't think it's going to carb up too much more, though. It shouldn't. Because I'm not getting it, any, like, Like I said, sweetness. it's very slightly undercarbed. Mm-hmm. Like, not a lot, just um, a little. Yep. As far <laughs> as color, this is a medium amber, I would say. I think so, too. Somewhere between medium to dark amber. Yep. It's, um, it's in that amber range. Yeah. Uh, pretty clear. Like, hold it up. I mean, a little bit of chill haze. Yeah. But nothing... Nothing too crazy. Huh. I'm gonna give this one a plus on the or a thumbs up on the appearance. I will too. All right, yep. so this appearance and aroma. Now the important one. The important one is flavor. Many interpretations are possible. Allow for brewer creativity as long as the resulting product is balanced and provides some spice presentations. Spice associated spices associated with the holiday season are typical, as mentioned in the aroma section. The spices and optional optional fermentables should be supported and blend well with the base beer style. Rich, malty, and or sweet malt-based flavors are common and may include caramel, toast, nutty, or chocolate flavors. May include some dried fruit or dried fruit peel flavors such as raisin, plum, fig, orange peel, or lemon peel. We definitely got that plum. Uh, May include distinctive flavors from specific fermentables. Uh, molasses, honey, brown sugar, that stuff. Although these elements are not required. A light evergreen tree character is optional, but no. found in some examples. We don't have any of that. The wide range of special ingredients should be supportive and balanced, uh, not so prominent as to overshadow the base beer. Bitterness and hot flavor are generally restrained so as to not interfere with the spices and special ingredients. Generally finishes rather full and satisfying and often has some alcohol flavor. Roasted malt characteristics are rare and not usually stronger than chocolate. So I get caramel, um, like that molasses rummy character. Yeah. Like kind of kind of like rum balls. Yeah. Um, but I definitely get that candied plum in the flavor too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's it's that. like caramel molasses up front, then kind of in the aftertaste, that I get plum toffee is in on there. the back end. Yeah, there's toffee. It's like toffee plum on the back end mm-hmm. for me. Um, yeah, there's there's a there's a little bit of fruitiness, and then just uh, some toffee. Um, were were we and, going for that fruitiness? Like, did we do that on purpose? That's or did yeast. that just happen? That's okay. In the yeast. Well, that I'm thrilled yeah. about because it's it blends. It's Christmassy. Like, yeah. it's not. It's not like I. It's not, you know, like your your traditional like overly sweet uh, candy caney Christmassy. Right. This is like old timey sepia tone Christmas. That yeah, that's a good descriptor actually. <laughs> it's kind of like a, I don't know. This tastes like a beer that would that I should have on Christmas. Yeah. And it's good for this time too. I mean, we miss Christmas by a month, but you know we got it. Mm-hmm. But. It's delightful. Mm-hmm. I love the flavors. You can still taste the amber yeah. base. Yeah, no, the base beer is there, and everything else is accentuating <clears throat> it. Yeah. So that's really perfect, because it fits definitely with the flavor mm-hmm. So I, I, I will say, I think the molasses is kind of the star of this beer right now. I think um, it is, too. Like, those those like big sugar notes. Uh, it adds like yeah. just a little bit of a rum character. Yeah. It definitely and is. And the, the, like... There, there's a little bit of alcohol there, like an alcohol warming. Like my tummy is real warm right now. Yeah. Uh, so that that's helping that that feel of 
rum character. Like this beer would spread Christmas cheer. Yeah, I think so too. What uh, what was the ABV on it? About seven. Okay. So not not crazy. Right. But not low yeah, either. I do get a little bit of that warming. For sure. So I think it fits the flavor perfectly. All right. That's a green check. Mouthfeel. A flavor. wide range of interpretations is possible. Body is generally medium <laughs> to full. And a certain malty chewiness is often present. Moderately low to moderately high carbonation is typical. So any carbonation. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> uh, many examples will show some well-aged uh, warming alcohol content, with but without being overly hot. Uh, beers do not have to be overly strong to show some warming effects. There you go. Which I think this shows because it's definitely yeah. warming, but it's not overly strong. Carbonation definitely on the lower side, but I'd say moderately low. I wouldn't say it's extremely low. We've had like our barley wines are lower than this. I think carbonation-wise, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, where it, f- like, falls just barely short of where the carbonation should be and mm-hmm. probably will be in another week or two. Yeah. It's still not low. No, and I, like, and it's chewy. Yeah. Like, this is a full-bodied, chewy beer. I don't, I, I don't know how we got the body out of this that we did. I don't, yeah. It's, it's kind of an impressive thing. I mean, we, we, from, we mashed a little bit higher. I think we mashed this one, um, at, like... 158 but it's sure. still like ridiculously chewy for what it is so then mashing that high would my understanding and i still am less experienced is that that would kind of increase the uh starch and sugar gain yeah. from well, the yeah. grains so, well so uh it's you you it's a trade-off so you you have the range it's uh i want to say it's like 148 to like 161 mm-hmm. 162 so in that range um the lower you mash the the <laughs> more the more sugars that you get will be consumed you get like the simpler sugars um right. that are consumed by the grain so you get uh by the yeast. Cr- low or uh, by the yeast, right. sorry uh you get a uh you get a lower body a uh, little bit more alcohol boost a little bit of a crisper beer. The higher you mash, it's so like your stouts and stuff, something you want like a big chewy body, you want to mash those a little higher, sure. you're going to get a little less sh- sugar yield out, but you're going to get those longer chain sugars that are going to stick around that won't be touched by the yeast. You're going to get some okay. different proteins and stuff like that. Um, we need to do, well, like, after we're done with this, I'm, I'm working on a few like research projects that I want to like do some like science-based shows and kind of really dive into brewing science again. Sure. It's been a while since we've done that, but yeah. I feel like, yeah, so just real basic there yeah. is and higher, more body, lower, less right. body. And that's kind of where I thought, because, I mean, I didn't really, we've never we've never really covered that since I've been here. No, we haven't. But uh, just kind of my recollection from chemistry and thermodynamics and stuff kind of had me thinking along those lines, and I just thought it'd be cool to... Re- to cap over why that is important that we mashed higher. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, I think that's where a lot I of think this it contributed from. to this. Obviously, yeah. And now I sounded like an idiot stumbling over all of the <laughs> all the science, and I'm just like, beer good, <laughs> beer's good, guys. Beer good, hotter, fuller. Was not was not ready to talk the science. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I mean, you explained it. Okay, as long as as long as I got my point across, it made sense to me. I mean, I feel like we it, it was explained in the 
in a fairly simple way. There's probably a lot more to it. Yeah, there's there's, but, there's some homebrew nerds out there that are like <coughs> screaming at their yeah. radios right now. You use the wrong words. Oh well. And I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I promise we're gonna have another show where I use all the right words, and Rick is gonna his eyes are gonna glaze over. It's gonna be great. No, I I love like chemistry and yeah. stuff. So. All right. Yeah, so I'm going to give the mouthfeel uh, a plus on this, like especially yeah. now that we know like we know that the carbonation is going to go up just a little bit. But yeah. Really that body is exactly where we want it. It uh, is. It's it's perfect. It's great. It is this is this is Chris, Christmas cookie in a glass. It is, and it's spectacular and I'm really happy about it. Yeah, I'm glad that we did bombers of it too. Me too. Because this is this is a share beer. It like, is. You can't sit down and have a Christmas beer on your own, especially no. a beer like this. You got to share it with people. You got to share it with your friends. We might even actually. I think that's a good name for this beer. Is cheer? Yeah. Like this is our Christmas cheer. Here you go. Perfect. It's the cheer beer. Yeah, and bombers are good because you got to share it with your friends. And if you don't have any friends, you probably need to drink a whole bomber to drown the sadness or to make friends. Oh, there you go too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we dive into what we're actually talking about? Yeah, man. I think that's fine with me. May I get a new glass here so I don't have the the delicious caramels kind of going out. So we're talking about uh, Belgian triples today. Uh, Rick is opening it now. Uh, I wasn't able to find any of the examples uh, listed, but... I was able to find this kind of cool thing from Sprecher, which is a uh, Wisconsin brewery. Over there. Over by Green Bay. Uh, Cheboygan, I believe. It's in Cheboygan. Is it in Cheboygan? Yeah, I think okay. so. Uh, but it is called the Belgian Progression, and so it has an ankle, a double, a triple, and a quad. So it goes through the entire the entire gamut. And we're talking about triples today, so it per- it's perfect. Yeah, I wanted to do a correction. I'm not sure exactly where they brew it, but I know I went to one of their tap rooms in Sheboygan. Oh, they have twist-offs. I forgot about that. That's a, that's a strike against you, Sprecker. You don't like the twist-offs? I do not, no. Why not? Because I can't reuse those bottles. We don't reuse bottles anyway. <laughs> Homebrew? Okay, I used to reuse bottles. I know. I used to. But you still have that deep ingrained, like... Like hatred. Hate of... Yeah, I do, okay? It's not Uh, my fault. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I don't know exactly where they brew at, but they do have a tap room in Sheboygan. I believe they have a couple more over there, too, maybe Green Bay and stuff like that. Yeah, no, they're a pretty big Wisconsin brand. Yeah. Well, and they... And they make a horrible hard root beer. Yeah. Well, everyone from Wisconsin got to know Sprecher from the sodas that they yeah, made the craft sodas. and you would get them when you were a kid and i actually only a couple years ago was like oh sprecher makes beer too <laughs> i didn't even know that <laughs> they make barley pop too as well as weird Woo-hoo-hoo. all right so belgian triple is style 26 c uh overall uh which is in the trappist ale category i think yes trappist mm-hmm. ale so we've done a double right have we done a single i don't think we have Okay. So far? All right. So we've done the double, uh, so now we're going to do the triple. Uh, I think it wasn't too long ago that we did the double as well. I feel like it was a couple months. I mean, we I, I bottled it the same time I bottled the winter warmer. Did you? Yeah. Earth Was it that recent? Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I don't know. Anyway, 
Uh, overall impression, a pale, somewhat spicy, dry, strong Trappist ale with a pleasant, rounded malt flavor and firm bitterness. Quite aromatic with spicy, fruity, and light alcohol notes combining with a supportive clean malt character to produce a surprisingly drinkable beverage <coughs> considering the high alcohol content. Well, we didn't check that. What yep. is the ABV on this? Oh, only eight and a half. Oh, that's it. Hey, I've seen triples way higher. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, aroma. Complex bouquet with moderate to significant spiciness. Moderate fruity esters and low alcohol and hop aromas. Generous, spicy, peppery, sometimes clove-like phenols. Esters are often ref- reminiscent of citrus fruits such as oranges, but may sometimes have a slight banana character. Ooh, banana. 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 A low yet distinctive spicy floral, sometimes perfumey hop character is usually found. Alcohols are soft, spicy, and low in intensity. The malt character is light with a soft, slightly grainy sweet or slightly honey-like impression. The best examples have a seamless, harmonious interplay between the yeast character, hops, malt, and alcohol. Okay, so a complex bouquet. Man, I, th- I, it's a little perfumey. Yeah. I get honey and, like, lemongrass. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what that smell was. That's lemongrass. Yeah. That's an interesting smell. Little banana. The thing I hate about these tiny cups is it's hard to get an aroma. Like, harder than Mm. a better glass. But I can still get it. Yeah, I get a little banana. Um, Not a whole lot of spice. No, it doesn't smell super spicy. But that honey and lemongrass is really big up front. There's a lot of honey. Yeah. Honey, lemongrass, little banana. Um... Maybe a little alcohol. Maybe that's what's causing some of the perfumey notes to come through. It might be. It might be for sure. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it does smell a little grainy too. I do get some underlying graininess as like a support uh, aroma. A little bit. It's. Yeah. I'm. I'm having a hard time getting over the like the honey, lemongrass, and the perfume. Yeah, this almost smells like a tea. Yeah. <laughs> like an herbal tea. It almost smells like that. Like something that somebody would give you, be like, oh, you're sick, here, have this. Now yeah. drink it out of your thermos, it, go. Yeah, it does. Yep. All Which right. is kind of interesting. Um. All right, so appearance. Deep yellow to deep golden color, good clarity, effervescent. Long-lasting, creamy, rocky white head, resulting in a characteristic Belgian lace on the glass as it fades. Well, it's got all that. This is urine color uh yeah but like really dehydrated hmm yeah like it's definitely a deep yellow yeah it's a deep yellow i wouldn't call it gold it's like a deep yellow no this is definitely deep yellow yeah uh i will say like it has this ridiculous head that just sticks around for days yeah it's got a thorough head on it Mm -hmm. it's just hanging all right let's run through flavor i had to take a big breath this um, is a big. This is a big, uh, big spot. Yeah. So, marriage of spicy, fruity, and alcohol flavors, supported by a soft, rounded, grainy, sweet malt impression, occasionally with a very light honey note. Low to moderate phenols are peppery in character, 
Esters are reminiscent of citrus fruit, such as orange or sometimes lemon, and are low to moderate. A low to moderate spicy hop character is usually found. Alcohols are soft, spicy, and low in intensity. Bitterness is typically medium to high uh, from a combination of hop bitterness and yeast-produced phenolics. Substantial carbonation and bitterness lends a dry finish with moderately bitter aftertaste with the substantial spicy fruit yeast character. The grainy sweet malt flavor does not imply any residu uh, residual sweetness. All right. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff going on there. Yep, and in the studio, like all the noises are happening yeah, I know. right now. I saw you looking around at all these noises happening. All right, flavor on this. So, um, when I take my little sippy sip, a little sip, sip, sip. I definitely, it's definitely grainy. Mm-hmm. And then like, honey. Yeah. There's a there's a pilsner malt character here. Yeah. For sure. That's yep. That's what it is. Uh, yep. It's biscuity. Honey, like it's it's sweet, but not yep. like a cloying sweetness. And it finishes pretty dry. So it like does. there's like there's there's this, there's this like round sweetness up front of like honey, uh, lemon, and banana. Yeah. And then just dry. Yeah, I don't get a lot of alcohol, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. So if I was to gonna me. if I was gonna graph this. Like on like a sweetness, mm -hmm. sweetness duration graph, be super high and then like drop pretty immensely. Yeah, going into like that asymptote of. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying, to, I'm having some trouble deciding if this beer even fits the triple style. I don't think it does. I don't think it does either because this doesn't taste like other triples I've had. No. And no, there's very little it, yeast character. Yeah, it's very sweet. Well, the. I mean, I guess we'll we'll get to mouthfeel too, but the body seems too light. Yeah, I think the body's okay. I don't know. We'll we'll get to that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. This flavor is strange. I get a lot of that honey, some of that uh, that wheat or the lemongrass. Mm-hmm. And it honestly kind of tastes like tea beer. Uh, see, I'm not like I'm getting less tea in the flavor. I get less tea in I the get flavor, more flavor, but it more still tea. has like, that like lemongrass honey note. Yeah, which reminds me of okay. tea. It doesn't taste like tea, mm -hmm. but it tastes like they could have they uh, they didn't because they would put it on here. It tastes like they could have infused it with like some tea. Or yeah, something. well, and I'm missing that moderately bitter aftertaste. Yeah. Like, I feel like we should have had, like, the IBUs are a little low on this. But, all yeah. right. Uh, mouthfeel. Medium light to medium body, although lighter than the substantial gravity would suggest. Highly carbonated. The alcohol content is deceptive and has little to no obvious warming sensation. Always effervescent. Yeah. I guess, I guess most of the triples I've had just must go toward the medium body. Yeah, this is medium light, for sure. It... I don't even know if it's. This might be like. I guess. No, I mean it's. Light. It's it's higher than like a, a light body. Like there's there's some body here. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I wouldn't say. It it's it's definitely more than light. When I burp, I get banana a lot. 
Oh, no, there's definitely a lot of banana in this beer. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I feel like, I, I personally feel like the mouthfeel, it, maybe it does fit the style. I don't know if it's a good choice to go this light on it, though. I just don't um, think, I don't think it I think, I think matches. It, I think it would be fine if the flavors were a little different. Like, if yeah. it had that bitterness there, if it didn't yeah. dissipate so quickly. Because that's the yeah. other thing. I think that you're perceiving the mouthfeel a lot lighter than it is because it vanishes so quickly. With that effervescence and with the lack of any lingering flavor. Well, that could be the case. Let me let me try and just get a sip with, and then see what happens right in the middle. Okay, yeah. I think the, the dryness at the end does kind of... And the dryness is Make fine, but like lighter. you're you're there's no flavor to go with it. It's yeah. just a drying sensation. Yeah. I don't know. This definitely does not <clears throat> taste like other triples I've had, and I don't think it fits style in all categories. No. So, but you know, no, it's, it's not one it's of the not com- it's not a good example of the style. No. But that's and it's not, not one of the commercial examples. Yeah. So. Sometimes it happens. It's still fun to try. All right. You want It's not bad. Yeah, no, no, it's not bad. I don't think I would buy it again. I probably wouldn't either. It's not bad, but yeah. it's just not great. All right. <clears throat> uh, you want to hit the comments? I'll run through some comments here, bud. High in alcohol, but does not taste strongly of alcohol. The best examples are sneaky, not obvious. <laughs> this This one's definitely sneaky. This does not taste. Oh, God, eight no. and a half percent. It does not. Um, let me see. High carbonation and attenuation helps to bring out the many flavors and to increase the perception of a dry finish. Most Trappist versions have at least 30 IBUs and are very dry. Traditionally bottle conditioned, this is not 30 IBUs. No, there's no way this is 30 IBUs. This might be like 15. It might be like half of that. <clears throat> so history <laughs> originally popular popularized by the Trappist Monastery at Westmall. God damn it, Gary! That's <laughs> not any like that's, that's not, not history. history. That's just a sentence again. That's a fun fact. Like that's <laughs> well, like you could fit that on a Snapple cap. Yeah. If it can go on a Snapple cap, it's not history. No, it's a fun fact, and I mean it is a fun fact about history, but it's not worthy of a whole section. <clears throat> All right. I'll run through some characteristic ingredients here. How about that? So, Pilsner malt. Well, there's that. There's where that flavor came yeah. from. Um, typically with pale sugar adjuncts, saucer type hops, or Styrian goldings are commonly used. Belgian yeast strains are used. Those that produce fruity esters, spicy phenolics, and higher alcohols, often aided by a, by slightly warmer fermentation temperatures. We may have some problem. Oh, we have brew belt, so. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be good. Um, spice additions are generally not traditional, and if used, should be a background character only. Fairly soft water. You got to use soft water. Well, we'll see what we can do, man. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. We don't have here. soft water here. No, we have very hard water. But <laughs> we can, uh, we're going to use a, we can use a pH buffer, add some calcium to it. We can do something. There you go. To soften it up. That's true. All right. Style comparison. 
may resemble a Belgian golden strong ale, but <clears throat> slightly darker and somewhat fuller bodied, with more emphasis on phenolics and less on esters. Usually has a more rounded malt flavor, but should never be sweet. Well, this one does not meet that because it is sweet. Um, I use 20 to 40. SRM 4.5 to 7. An OG should be 1075 to 1085. Final gravity 1008 to 1014. And your ABV should be 7.5 to 9.5. So this one falls Why right is in. That the is not fermenting out very well. Ooh, not good. Well, I, I don't 100% trust uh, Brew Toad's thing either. So hmm. let's see what we got there. No, that made it worse. Hmm. I'm going to try to say these commercial examples, but they are... But people are going to, yep, do it. You yeah. got this. You got this, man. I believe yeah. Are we going to get comments on how stupid I am because I don't know every language in the world again? Yep, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you dummy. All right. Well, either way, I'm going to try it, and this is... Fuck you guys if you don't like the way that I pronounce it. I don't know this language. I don't even know which one it is. I mean, it's uh, probably French or Belgian. or pro I guess Belgian it would be Flemish. Right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that what the... I think. I don't know. I don't think Belgian is a language. Well, hang on. We're going to... What do people in Belgium speak? speak? I think it's Flemish. Yep, Flemish. Okay. Oh, I, uh, actually, Dutch is the official language of the Flemish community. Uh, this seems Dutch. Maybe. A lot of Along these. with French. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I don't know French, Dutch, Oh, and Flemish. then there's Dutch dialects. So, Flemish is a dialect of Dutch. Oh, I don't know Dutch, I don't know Flemish, and I don't know French. I know so. one word of Dutch. Yeah? Vlostein. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, it's something, I think it means flowers or something. <laughs> <laughs> it means like flowers or something. Um, anyway, I don't know any of these languages, but I'm going to give it a go. Y'all can chuckle at me, or y'all can get on Twitter and talk about how dumb I am. Because that's a possibility, too. Uh, Aflegem Triple Chime Sink Sense That's it That's that uh, Chime Sink Sense Is one What? Hang on what, what? Okay now I need to see What you're fucking reading here Jesus Christ That's what it says It's one of the commercial examples okay. Chime Sink Sense uh, La Rules Triple La Trappe Triple Saint Bernardus Triple Unibrew La Fin du Monde. Unibrew is from Canada. Yes. I really like the La Fin du Monde. Yeah, I, I tried to find the La Fin du Monde. I was kind of bummed that I couldn't find it. Yeah, right. You know, as soon as you need it, they don't have it. I know, right? You can find every other <laughs> Unibrew. Like, it was it was ridiculous. I could find, like, six other Unibrews, and yeah. no La Fin du Monde. <laughs> uh, Val du Triple. Watau Triple. West Mile Triple. So there you go. All right, that was pretty good, man. Yeah, I mean, it your, was, it's, your, your, it wasn't uh, your language skills are growing. It was well. I just have to get yelled at enough, apparently. Right, jeez, <laughs> jeez, guy on Twitter. <laughs> My favorite right, troll. I, I have a recipe. Yeah, you know, the nice thing about Belgian, like those Belgian monks, is they really like simplicity. 
Yeah. Like they're right up my alley. Good. All right. Uh, so we're gonna do thirteen pounds of Belgian Pilsner, two pounds Bam. of Belgian uh, clear candy sugar, and that's gonna give us an OG of ten eighty three. Bam. So that's gonna be up there. That's perfect. Yep. Um, then uh, we're gonna use an ounce and a half of Styrian Goldings at sixty minutes. I was minutes. hoping you would do that. Uh, and then half an ounce of Styrian Goldings at thirty minutes because I want more hop character. I think that would do this well. Yeah. More um, than what's in this And that's going to give us 28 IBUs. That is good. That is right. good. Uh, then ferment with a Belgian Abbey yeast, uh, either from Y yeast or White Labs, and that should give us uh, an FG that's in that range. Um, like the one on Brewtoad, it's telling me 19, but I always end up under the, what Brewtoad says. So I'm so not... 1008 to 1014, we should fall right Yeah, in. we'll fall in there, which will put us about 9%, or about 9%, I'm thinking. Wow. So. Sounds good, man. I think, I think we're going to be okay. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you went with Styrian Goldings. Um. Well, we've been using a shit ton of saws that, lately. That's why, that's the reason I wanted to go with it. Yeah. Not, I mean. Well, and I think it's going to work better in this beer. Saws is good. But. We've used so well, much of it just see, because that's Saz where we've been. Sauce is good, and it's like we've been using it in things where we want to hide the 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 hops a right. little bit. Um, and steering, I think, is going to stand out just a little bit more. We're going to get more of that floral right. uh, character that that'll really bring this to the forefront. And that's what I think is cool. Like that's why I'm glad we're using it because we could just go sauce, and it would probably be fine. It would probably be but fine. We've used so much of it, like it's it's, yeah, it's fun to do, to do it, something a new. Different thing. Yeah. We gotta so. get back into doing like pale ales and stuff again someday where we can really go crazy right. with the hops. Like Yeah, we've been we've been kinda in a mode for a little while where a lot of the brews we've or a lot of the beers we brewed have been like hide those hops. Just Yeah, I think I think we're coming up on uh some I looked at the list the other day and I believe we've got some coming up that are yeah, I've been looking at the list a lot hops. lately. I'm I'm working on an update to the website to make the list easier to search. Um, but yeah, like we got some IPAs coming up. We got right. like we got some things. We got some other things where we got to hide some hops again. Yep. We got some smoked beers coming up. <laughs> hey, our last smoked beer was very surprisingly good. Right. The PO was the smoked. Yeah, the Piwo. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was our last smoked. Yep. yep. We got. We got. I'm doing another one this weekend. Right. I'm doing. Finally doing that. That Lichtenhainer. Lichtenhainer. Now that I got the brew belt, so we can at least keep it towards a hundred for a couple of days. Lichtenhainer. All right. I think. I think. I think. I think. I think that locks our recipe in. Just getting that an overview one more time. That is 13 pounds of Belgian Pilsner. Two pounds of Belgian candy sugar clear, one and a half ounces of Styrian Goldings at 60, half an ounce of Styrian Goldings at 30, uh, and then ferment with Belgian Abbey Ale yeast. Excellent. Yeah. Part time. It's going to be Excellent. great. Guys, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, if you like this show and you'd like to check out our other shows, you should do that. You can find them all at blindedstudios.com, and we have shows like the Department of Offense, which is our weekly kind of get together give ourselves give each other a debrief of how our weeks have been talk some news talk to a guest it's a lot of fun try some beer uh we have Soundwave every other thursday buy them uh if you want to talk music that's where you want to go you like D? 
Well, if you don't, you should, because it's delightful. <laughs> you can listen to us play D&D on Tabletop Theater every Wednesday. Uh, if you'd like to support us, head over to patreon.com uh, slash Studios, or click on the Become a Patron link on the bottom of our homepage. If you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head over to blindnewsstudios.com, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage, and then do your Amazon shopping as normal. We get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Ha, <laughs>